Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. The number one shift that women need to make about habits is to see them as supportive supportive of themselves and what they need and want in order to show up to their lives. If this resonates with you, then you'll love my course on habit formation outside of perfectionism. Check it out at aboutprogress.com slash sticky habit method. Early on this year, I felt so tired, (laughs) not just physically, although that was definitely a symptom. It was a soul kind of tired. And I'm sure you've experienced this too, especially at the beginning of 2022, where we'd come off another really stressful year. I think in general, all of us did. And if you were like me, your mind and your body knew it. This all came to head to me when we were in this meeting for church and we were gathering to talk about unity. And that topic honestly doesn't seem related to my exhaustion, but I realized it was totally related 
when this comment came out of my lips as I tried to explain why I thought my faith community was struggling with unity. And this is what I said. I'm tired of feeling angry just as much as I'm tired of feeling misunderstood. As I said those words, I was able to finally locate the heart of why I felt so exhausted. It was hard to feel love for other people. And it was just as hard to feel love in return. All of my struggles with exhaustion, our struggles in our faith community with unity, it all came back to struggles with love. A lot of our relationships have really taken a beating the last few years. If you're struggling with this on any level, maybe within your partnership, your children, your friends, or even yourself, today I have hope for you. And that hope is embodied by a woman named Carolyn Pearson. Carolyn is a woman of many hats. She's an author, poet, actress, playwright, speaker, and activist, and honestly, more. She has changed literally thousands of lives and in thousands of ways. But one of the people that she's changed is me. And it all happened through a simple friendship that she formed with me in the mother's lounge of my church building in California. And in that mother's lounge, I'd sit and rock and nurse a baby. And often alongside a dear friend doing the same thing, Carolyn would teach the most important lessons that life has to offer. And truly all of them came back to love. Carolyn recently wrote a book that embodies so much of what I learned from her. It's called The Love Map. And while it's a fictional tale, and it's honestly so charming and entertaining, you definitely will want to read this. More than just being a fictional tale, to me, it's truly this bigger allegory of perhaps the biggest test that we have to face in this life to learn how to deeply love and accept people. And not just other people, but also ourselves. I invited Carolyn to give us a sample of both this book and what she lives out as someone who has made a lifelong journey led by a simple question that I think we can all borrow from her. What would love do? Carolyn Pearson, it's so wonderful to have you back. Oh, well, Monica, it is wonderful to be with you, to see you, how I have missed you. The same is true here. I'm honored to to be your friend. I'm I'm honored to to be able to see who you are in person. It's a lot of what we're actually going to be talking about and how you live out what what you are known for, you know, with your words and and mm. your advocacy and and your activism and things that you do for people. But I'm especially eager to talk about something I've learned from you today that I think oh, my community okay. really I, needs to learn. I, I can't wait to learn what you have learned from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, among many, many things, one thing I've learned from you is how to deeply love and accept people. You are so good at this. And mm-hmm. I think it is so hard to do. And it, it, somehow it's hardest to do with the people who are closest to us within our the walls of our own home or within our neighborhoods, our our church communities. So let's start there. Let's let's start with you know how relationships are what life is all about, but they are what challenge us the most too. And I wanted to know from you and your perspective what you think are the biggest problems that we are facing and having deeply loving, accepting 
fulfilling relationships? Mm. Well, to start this off, I guess I would say that the most difficult thing about any relationship that is that the other person is the other and mm. is not ourselves. And it, it so would disappointing. Be, it, it would be <laughs> so easy. You know, if, if everybody that we knew was just a slightly different version of ourselves, that would make things so easy. But all of us just smash into relationships that we have to have mm-hmm. and or relationships that we want to have where that other person is just not what they're supposed to be. Now, anybody who knows me knows my, I guess, my signature story that I was married for 12 years to a gay man. Now that, just saying that presents a problem in in relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, and of course, I I knew that that was our challenge going into this, but, you know, we, we had not been taught the right things about what homosexuality is all about and that mm-hmm. it's a, 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 an actual thing and not just a sin. So that might have been the, the most challenging relationship that taught me that you can't just love the people who are like you. Yeah. And in this particular case, through many years of of challenge, I I did come to the place where I I forgave my husband and then my ex-husband as he became Mm -hmm. for not being what I wanted. And and I think that 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 same principle probably holds to everyone. It's kind of like you, you pull back as the camera does and and we see everybody in their natural habitat of their own personality their own way of doing things and i think if we have a concept well call it divine call it god call it anything you want or or just plain expansive humanity hmm. that that we just understand that every person is unique in a lot of ways. And so what right do we have to want them to be some kind of slightly varied mirror image of us? Because everyone on this planet, you know, we are all created by whatever force there is that that moves things along. And so I, I think to have reverence for that fact yeah. sort of makes us look at other people and say, wow, this is an interesting phenomenon that nature or God has produced here, but it's sacred. You know, it's not, it's not for me to judge who this person is. It's for me to honor who they are. And of course, use common sense in, in understanding how much we want to relate to various people. But always, and at the same time, just honor them for, for who they are and sit back and say, wow, isn't that an interesting human being? So that's about all I can say about that one, Monica. I think the way you've lived it out speaks volumes. 
truly. Mm -hmm. And if people want to know more about that story between you and your former husband, it's goodbye. I love you is the book they need to read. The thing about that though, that really struck me, what you just said is the acceptance piece to it, the acceptance of the person acceptance of just life in general, that we're not all going to be the same. I, I was curious to hear more about that. You can talk about that relationship in particular or any other where that's been the biggest shift maker is starting with the acceptance. Like the acceptance is what could lead to love. Yeah. Well, all of us who have children have come to understand that, that they come with their own framework of who they are. And yes, we have given them our genetic material. We have given them our best ideas and stories and training and all of the things that parents want to give. But nevertheless, they're going to surprise us. Every parent will be surprised by what that child turns into. Wonderful surprises and sometimes really startling surprises. And... You know, some of the things that, that get in the way of, of our, our relationships now are, well, what we see in the world, what we see in, in our national scene are, for, for, you know, from every, every person who looks from their own point of view, sees people on the other side mm-hmm. who are so, who, who just think so wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just wrong thinking. Why can't they see and think better? And in, in the final analysis, we have to maintain our own position of what we see and try to display that as honorably as we can and still make room for the people that, that we judge really mm-hmm. severely. Now, that you know, that doesn't challenge us so much when it's way over there, the neighbor or the person back east or wherever. But we will find that same thing with our children. And and I, I have a child whom I love dearly, who is very different in political perspective. Hmm. And, and we, with everybody, we have to find the common ground Mm-hmm. and then be reverent of the differences mm-hmm. so that we do not let the differences become the major ground that we walk on. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so hard to do in practice too, though, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like when you actually live this out, when you have the acceptance and curiosity to find the common ground, and the respect of the difference, it changes a lot. And I've been curious yeah. what that's looked like for you. You know, how has it looked to, to accept and love someone who's different from you and what it's given back to you? It's selfishly, hard. you know. It's hard, Monica. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard. And I I don't have any magic answers to, to mm-hmm. add to, to what I just said, but to, to be sufficiently humble mm-hmm. to say, maybe I don't know everything. Huh. 
maybe this other person, even if it's my child, who ought to be exactly what I programmed them to be, to, to have room that, that in this lifetime, they may have chosen that this is the, this provides the lessons that I need to learn. And, and, and they're on territory that is valid for them. And, you know, our job, I, I, I think, ultimately is to, to look at everybody as somehow walking on sacred ground and manifesting their own, their own soul as they came into this, this earth. And for us to be humble enough to say, I don't know everything about this person. Hmm. But, you know, all, all of us who have any kind of, of a spiritual background, in our case, you know, Jesus is our example. And we have been taught to, that in as much as we do that, our, through the other people in our lives, we are doing that to Christ. And, and maybe for, for anybody who has some kind of spiritual ideal, human representative, to just keep that in mind and say, oh, I am called to treat you, this strange person who's making all these mistakes, I could correct if you could only listen to me. <laughs> I, I am called to, to look at you as the holy person that God or whoever we, we maintain in our minds see. And boy, that's, that's just not easy. And I'm glad that you can be honest about that because that honestly gives me more hope, you know, that it, it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to take time. It's going to be challenging and it doesn't mean we're doing it wrong. It means we have a lot to learn. And if we have that patience, we can have the acceptance sure. and love on the other side. Yeah. And, and when we're told that we're here to be tested, I don't think it's quite in the way that sometimes we we perceive that that mm -hmm. phrase. We are here to to be placed in in growing circumstances, and I guess we should be grateful for every new growing circumstance that that comes into our lives. You know, which I'm not. You know, I say, oh no, not not another. One. Oh no, not again. I, yeah. But but I do have a philosophy that that we are all here and all all us billions are here to kind of rattle around here and to, to to let the good stuff emerge which ultimately it does mm -hmm. you know with with all of the backsliding that society sees from time to time we're on a better plane than we were you know way back in the witch burning days and all of, <laughs> all of that so you and definitely would have been burned by now. If oh, you, you and I would, would be ashes by now, Monica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. Just 
just to believe that there's something good going on yeah. in general and in specific with, with every person who, whose path we do not know. And we have to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and look for the divinity in, in them. So Carolyn, this has been beautiful and helpful. And we're talking a lot about our relationships with others. I think one of the most challenging relationships that makes it hard for us to put everything we've learned from you in practice is our relationship with ourself. I was curious what your thoughts are with that and oh, applying Monica, all of this. You just ask the hardest questions. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Only because I need to learn from the expert. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that, that's a big error right there. <laughs> I, I am not an expert. I'm, I'm just a curious person mm-hmm. and just, just wandering around trying to learn this and that and stumbling and, 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 and doing learning that I, I, I can identify. You know, and all of this great stuff that I talk about, I think sometimes it's easier to apply that to somebody else than, than, than to yourself. Because, you know, there are a lot of times that I really disappoint myself. There are times that I just don't love myself mm-hmm. very much. And in those times, I just have to, well, you know, it's, it's good to be with people who do love me, you know, to, to kind of let, let, let that, that love in mm-hmm. to, to myself. Hmm. And, and then, you know, just to say, okay, I'm, I'm just one of all these people flailing around. And if you can look past their stumbles, you can certainly look past your own. And I, I guess that's just it. It, <laughs> Monica, it helps me to love myself if I can get up and not just slouch around in my bathroom for a few yeah. hours. <laughs> if I can get up and, you know, put a little eyeliner on, put a little mascara on, fix my hair a little bit and say, oh, you look pretty good today. You know, you, you can pass, you can pass muster. Honestly, that simple little thing, <laughs> caring for yourself, superficial though it is, it helps me to, 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 to love myself. And you know what? Sometimes when I know, I don't, I know I'm not going to even see anybody. I, I put a little perfume on to say, oh, I, I deserve that. Oh, now I smell better. Now I look a little better. And, you know, it, it, it certainly, it helps me, Monica, to remember that there are people like you who do love me. And, and, and that does help. And, and to remember that there is something, something that we call God, mother, father, God, who, who created me in what mysterious way there is. Mm-hmm. And, and because, you know, the best line about God is God is love. And so if, if I was created from love, then I am love. And how dare I not love what is love? I never quite thought of that, but that's, that's interesting. <laughs> we need a poem about that now too. It, it really is tied to everything you've, you taught though about others, the acceptance, the curiosity, the making space for different lived experiences, even in yourself, I think, mm-hmm. and also the honoring the divinity in you. It's yeah. you're right. It is harder to do for ourselves. It is. It is. 
But I often find the people who are hardest to be in relationship with are the ones who really do not have a relationship with themselves. That is built on any yeah, of this. That, makes, that certainly makes sense. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's in the trying that it counts. In the trying to love and accept ourselves. That's what really makes the difference. It's the trying. Much more after the break. I actually want to bring this in with this beautiful new book that you've written. I absolutely loved the love map. You have a main character who goes through this inner journey of, of learning how to love someone else in her life, but along the way, acceptance and love of herself is one of the important lessons that she learns. I want people to get the book and we'll talk more about the book itself, but I actually want to first start by what inspired this because it's, it's not only a, a magnificent story, it's a magnificent allegory all about love and mm-hmm. the deep development and stages we go through to become a loving person. And I wanted to know what that came from for you. Lived experience, ideas, sparks of, of different stories, or how did it all come together for you? Well, uh, uh, certainly all of the, the pieces that I have gathered here and here and here and here that that have settled into into what became this book. And for for those who might be possibly able to to see, this is the this is the cover. And I want to make sure that they also understand the the subtitle here. Mm-hmm. The love map subtitle, saving your love relationship and incidentally saving the world. Now, let's just give one minute to that idea of saving the world. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we, we all understand sort of the concept of the tipping point where something just boils and boils and boils and then it reaches just a certain place and yeah. it's just like that. So here I'm suggesting, and, and the, the, the heroine in this story, Joanna, is, is told that, that her ability to salvage and, and make perfect, as perfect as a human can, her own relationship is the tipping point. And the whole world rests on her being able to do that, which theoretically every one of us could be that, you know, that little drop that overflows the fountain. So, but the main thing that we look at here is Joanna saving her own love relationship that you know it was just glorious she fell in love and it was just transformative everything beautiful wonderful and then about three years in she she sees this meme that says the wagon of love breaks under the burden of life Mm -hmm. and that is just so true you know the stuff of life the crap of life just Climbs into the wagon, and before long, you know it, it's it's there's often a, a breakdown. So in in this story, she is she is called by her employer Google to to go to Jerusalem 
on a, a fact-finding mission. And there she she's involved in a, a bomb accident in a cafe. And she has a, subsequently she has a, a visionary experience in which her, her higher self is present mm-hmm. and leads her through this hero's journey of how she can and must save her love relationship by following the map. Joanna is told there is a map. Hmm. You don't have to just flail around saying, where am I? What do I do next? How do I, because all of our philosophical theories sort of have the same kind of flow, but in in the, the system that we know as the chakra system, and that I, I only use the word chakra, I think three times here, because I like to call these, these seven areas, the, the, the kingdoms. Mm-hmm. So we, Joanna goes through each one of these kingdoms to learn what it is that, that, that personal and relationship and even civilization development evolution is all about. Mm-hmm. And, and she does. And it, I think it, well, you asked how I came up with this, but I, I have always been very just so curious about spirituality and what what has proven to be true through the centuries from different ways of thinking. And as I did a little study about the of the, the chakra system and and read an especially powerful book, I thought, wow. You know, this, this really is a map hmm. that relationships can follow to make it easier because we, we just flail around and say, oh, it's too hard. It's too random, but it's not random. There, there is this map with, you know, the, 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 the first chakra being the one of survival. Mm-hmm. And in, in our relationships, that's what we do. We, we look for, we don't want to be alone. We have to have a tribe. We have to have the other, someone to take care of us and the virus to take care. But that's the, the first one. And then the second one is the, the area of reproduction, sexuality, creativity. And, and this should be, and is for many, many people, just a delicious experience but often, and especially in a marriage relationship, that gets really clogged up. And, and religion and teach, various kinds of teaching get in the way of seeing that as, as a, a beautiful and essential and celebratory experience, the, the sexuality in a, in a relationship, a safe relationship. And then moving up into the third, and, and, and Joanna is shown not only how civilization does all this, but she's shown how her relationship developed this way. Mm -hmm. And then we get into what, where she is personally stuck, where most of us are personally stuck and where absolutely civilization is stuck, which is in the third kingdom, the abdomen, whose fusion, because it's a great, we we can't do without it. it. It gives us a lot. It's where stuff happens, where we make things happen, where civilization has created 
you know, all of the, the, the technology that you and I are using right now. And, and where a couple starts building, builds a home, builds a family, but the, the, the challenge in this relationship is that if it becomes the strongest one, power gets too powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and the fire that's necessary here, see fire can warm, but fire can burn. And when there is too much personal fire going on here, that leads to selfishness. This, this kingdom is not working properly when it's my will over your will. And, and that's where Joanna sees that she has erred in that direction, mm-hmm. that she, she has to have things her way. And all of us know that our way is the best way. So she understands that that is where she is stuck. And in order to salvage her relationship, in order to save the world, she has to climb those few inches from the abdomen up to the heart, Mm -hmm. which is the fourth kingdom. And this is the place where spirit and body meet. This is the place where God operates for us, where we operate for God, for, for one another. This is the place of love. So mm-hmm. that, that is generally the, the map. And of course, then we have the higher ones that I don't spend much, much time on. But our business right now in the world and in, in our relationships is to take with us the energy of all of these lower kingdoms, especially take the energy of the, of the, the abdomen, of the power, and utilize it purify it and use it to magnify the heart and to 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 live in the heart and utilize everything below is that's all we need to do monica that's it that's all that's simple right (laughs) well you know what adds to this too is the guide being herself yeah. And it being her higher self, which yeah. really resonated with the work that I do with women. We actually do a ton of what I call identity work, but really it, it is learning who that higher self is and trying to align our lives and our realities more with that higher self. And I loved seeing how Joanna built that relationship between where she was and her higher self and how she worked towards it. I was curious mm-hmm. what your thoughts yeah. are on both that's, you know, the story part of this, but also how it applies to the larger discussion we've been having about love of others also stems from being able to love and accept ourselves and the higher self as to, to being part of that equation. Sure. And, and as you say all that, what I'm, I'm thinking is, you know, this higher self is not an other, it's, it's a layer of, of, of who, when, when we are functioning at our best, we are yeah. functioning as our higher selves. Mm-hmm. And so just realizing, and I think one of the important things that I say as, as, as Joanna is learning all this is, do, do not think that you are apart from God, you are a part of God. Mm-hmm. And and so here we have this, this, this little human, frail, very often angry Joanna 
realizing her higher self is is so much wiser and better and 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 then actually if we were to move up and up and up and up we get to this thing that we call god and you know we we don't even have to be religious to understand this i choose to work, use the word god because you add one more o and it, it's good Mm-hmm. So, and I, I'm getting lost here in some of my own personal enthusiasm. This, no, this is what I'm here the, for. The, high, the higher self yeah. and, and being our, 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 really our, our connection to, to our creator and, and trusting our, our higher self and, and recognizing, recognizing when we're acting with and from our, our higher self which would be really living in the kingdom of love, living in the heart, recognizing when we're doing that. And then of course, recognizing when we have fallen, mm-hmm. fallen those six inches from the heart back into the abdomen of power. I will make this decision the way that I want it to, to be. And you, you, will, you will accept that. Yeah, there, there's just so much here. There really so is. This this whole thing can take us in so many directions. It really can. But, but the direction yeah. is always upward. Mm-hmm. Uh, upward. And, and when we realize that, oh, oh boy, I just fell out of my heart down to my place of power where I've got to have it my way no matter what. When we see the value of knowing that we have a map is we can see it visually. We can even feel it viscerally. And, and we, we know what it feels like when we are in our heart. Mm-hmm. We know what love feels like, giving it and taking it. We know what, what, the, what the whole business of goodness and kindness is, is about, because that is where the heart is. And when we recognize that, oops, whew, I just fell. I just became so angry. Well, sometimes I do. I, I go around slamming doors. I, I don't <laughs> hurt people. Yeah. I, I have to, I, I take out, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have confessed, but I. Oh, I love hearing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please. So, and, and, and just acknowledging that I have fallen out of my heart into my, see, we need our gut. The gut is the abdomen. Mm-hmm. And when, when gut and heart work together, nothing is impossible. Hmm. We need gut and heart to make every wonderful thing happen. But, but when, we, when we lose the heart and just fall down into the gut and have to make things be our way, the, the, the point is to recognize that. Yes. And even, you know, in, in these times that I just mentioned, and, and they really, they are not, not very often, but they happen. Even, even when I recognize, oh, I have fallen out of the heart down here into the place of my will over your will. I cannot immediately jump back up. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's, it's hard. You know, we have to all go through a process of, you know, calming down and recognizing and, and then just sitting with the question of how would love handle this difficult situation? Because when we handle our difficult situations, 
from <clears throat> the third kingdom, which is, we'll do it my way. I, I know better than anybody. When we have to do it that way, we're, it's just not going to work. So to, to see it clearly that we fell from here to here and the, the way to rise is to ask ourselves the question, what would love do right now? What would mm. love do? And as we're calm enough and, and sufficiently experienced in our seeing our own emotional setup, then, then we can. We can do whatever is necessary. We can apologize. Or we can say, hey, look, can we revisit that, that argument that we had mm-hmm. and, and try to do it with a little different energy? Can, can you imagine, Monica, if if everybody in our country who is in, in a decision-making position, if they were to insist mm-hmm. that they may have their conversations, fourth kingdom to fourth kingdom with everybody they have to negotiate with, or even... I'll, I'll, I'm, I will maintain in my fourth kingdom of the heart, even though the person I'm negotiating with seems not able to do that. Boy, that's, that's pretty much an impossible thing. However, we have been commanded to do that by whatever highest spiritual beings we have in our consciousness. Most of us have Jesus as one of our major guides. And he made no bones about this. Love your enemy. Love the stranger at the gate. Love everybody. Stay in your heart. And I, the use of the word heart in, in all spiritual languages means love, really. It has helped me a lot just to have this visual of who I am, yeah. my development from here to here to here and here's where I want to live accessing all of the good energy from the 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 kingdoms the chakras below that's the answer to everything and we're just here to keep practicing and practicing but if everyone practiced we could change this world pretty instantly it's it's connecting back to my big audacious goal for this podcast is to change the world by changing women. But when, with changing women, to me, it's more about a reconnection to self. And I can so clearly see it's a re- reconnection to love what you talked about, love and acceptance, compassion for self, for others. It is a higher plane. It did make me think that the times where I feel like I've been most able to step into my higher self to like really embody the higher self and not just be, you know, a different figure or guide in my life, but just be me has been when I've been in relation with others on that, on that kingdom that you talked about on that plane of love. And I'd actually like to end by hearing if you can think of an experience where that's been the case for you, where you feel like you've been able to embody your higher self because of you choosing to be in relation with someone at that level. 
most of the things that we encounter in all this are the small things. Mm -hmm. So I, I am living here with a, with, with a son of mine who is a wonderful human being. And there are some challenges there. Mm -hmm. And yesterday morning, I, I went downstairs and I said, John, I, I need to apologize for something that I said last night. Mm -hmm. Because this is what I said, and, I, and yeah, I, I did not mean what it sounded like. And I am deeply grateful for you. And this is how I would... I want to reframe the thing that we were talking about so that, and, and, and I, I just, I, I just need to apologize for the way that I said it. And, and that helped me a lot just to, to, to make that statement. And it, it helped the thing that we needed to address. Mm -hmm. So that was a very small thing, but it, it came from realizing that I had really stumbled, that, that I had said something that was not warm, that that was the, the fire that burns rather than the fire that, that, that warms. Yeah. And having recognized that, I, I just <laughs> made that little trip up from the abdomen up yep. to the heart <laughs> and and just said a simple thing yeah that, that changed the, the the conversation so since you asked for for a personal confession from <laughs> that that is my personal confession for the day monica <laughs> well i'm glad we got that checked off your list now you don't have to have another right but it helps right yeah because honestly carolyn i think you know, when you talk about this love map and, and how Joanna learns that she's this drop that can be that tipping point for the world, right? It's the smallest of things, the smallest of ways that we choose to embody our higher selves. It's the smallest of moments that are those drops too, that are the tipping points in our relationships and then our communities right. and then our world. And, you know, when I brought up this topic to you about how to deeply love and accept others, including ourselves, and I, I feel like you faced some inner resistance to that thinking you, you didn't, I don't know, maybe you didn't think you were worthy of that, but I just want to point out to me, it's not the amazing plays and books and books of poetry you've written. It's not your big acts of activism which have helped so many and continue to help so many. To me, it's what I see in your day-to-day -day life, the, the walks you take with people, the conversations that you're willing to have, the phone calls you pick up, the emails you send. It's the small drops. That is how I've been able to see this in you, maybe well, more than we can, yeah. you can see in yourself. Well, thank you for that, Monica. Yes. And I, I, I do have opportunities that just stumble into my path that, that give me those, those great opportunities to, to be with people in what sometimes turns out to be important ways. Yeah. And it, and it is. And, and you did that even with me. I didn't know who you were the first several times we had conversations. I just knew this lovely woman was really curious. That's a word that's come up a lot today about my life. 
about my perspective, genuinely yeah. interested in, in me. And yeah, yeah I, I, I remember poking around and saying, Ooh, this is a beautiful, interesting woman. <laughs> I, I need to know more about, about her. So I, I did, I, I put myself in your path and, <laughs> oh, and look what lovely things have come of it. I'm so grateful that you did. And that's, what's yeah. taught me a lot. I mean, Carolyn, if I were just to distill this whole conversation, I mean, let's just start with curiosity for women. Let's just start by being curious, curious about this map, curious about our fumbles, our failures within it, curious about what our higher self can look like and what it can look like to be in that love kingdom and curious about others, about their experiences, their divinity, their wisdom, their perspective, their possible love. I mean, that can be as simple as starting there, that level of curiosity. Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, I think you said that very, very well, Monica. Yeah, to to be well, to be curious, maybe even about ourselves. How would it feel mm. if we were a little less judgmental? I wonder how it would feel if I gave up this strange I, I, idea. What, how, what would it feel if I if I were open to new thinking about this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, be, before we end, I, I, I really, because I love this little book so much that we're talking about the love map, I, I want to make sure that people know that, that this is available now on Amazon or, or please go to my website, just my name, carolynperson.com. Mm-hmm. You can get any of my books personally autographed to you. But there, there are so many things there that I, I wish we had time to talk about. You know, the, this most re- recent book prior to the love map, Finding Mother God, mm-hmm. is such a wonderful invitation for women and for everybody to, to understand that the love that brought us into being here is not just God the masculine, but God the feminine as well. And it, once we get a grasp of that, it, it helps us a lot to, it helps women to look in the mirror and see the divine in them mm-hmm. in a way that they had not when they were never allowed the concept that our creator is a perfect balance of femaleness and maleness. And uh, you and I may have talked about that an awful lot. And maybe we should talk about it more. I would love that. And and I would say those, the two together, the back-to-back, they're almost companion pieces to each other and in different ways. I would say both are, you know, touching and deep, but I I do want to just emphasize the love map because it's new here. You know, it's that charming, entertaining, like you want to read it kind of book. The story is, is so beautifully told. It's a, it's a fun book, isn't it? It is a fun book. And I, but on the flip side too, that's what I want to bring back is it's surprising about how deeply it can teach us things and be applied in our real life too. And that's why I think it's even just more of like this allegory and, and a charming oh, story too together. So I want to really make sure we push that, the love map, I'll link to it. And I'll link to anything that we, that we want from you, Carolyn. I'm grateful for you that you'd be willing to take this, this hour with us and with me. It's, it's really special. And, uh, I know that this can be a drop for many of the women who are listening, the drop that helps them 
have that tipping point they need to love others better in their lives and to love themselves better. So thank you, Carolyn. Oh, I, I hope so. And thank you, Monica. I love you and I appreciate your excellent work. I love you too. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. I'm going to share the progress pointers from this episode, and this is where I share the notes that I took so you don't have to, and those on my Go-Getter newsletter get this in a graphic form each Wednesday. Number one, one of our biggest challenges in accepting people is accepting that they are supposed to be different than ourselves. Start by getting curious to find common ground and learn to honor the sacredness of the differences. Two, to better love yourself, accept love from others, care for yourself, and honor the divinity in you. Honor the trying, too. Three, there is a map we can follow to heal our love relationships. Our goal is to take the energy of the lower kingdoms, utilize and purify that energy, and use it to magnify the heart. Four, Our higher selves are a layer of us that we are all capable of embodying moment to moment. This is how we live in the heart. And number five, recognize when you fall and move back upward to your higher self by asking, what would love do? Your do something challenge this week is to start with curiosity. That was definitely a thread between our conversation and also what I picked up with Carolyn so much. So start with curiosity. Get curious about your relationships and yourself. Carolyn was on the show in the past to talk about her poetry book, Finding Mother God, which she also referenced in this interview. We will link to that amazing interview in the show notes, in addition to also linking to The Love Map, her new book. She really does autograph each copy that you order from her site. And I've already personally ordered 10, (laughs) 10 copies to give away to my friends. On a personal note, I just want to say that this episode matters deeply to me. Carolyn is truly one of my most important mentors. So I would be very honored if you could share this episode with even one person who could benefit from it. And maybe that can be the drop that creates a tipping point like Carolyn and I discussed. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Ask me again, what was your specific question? <laughs> I don't even know if I can remember my own, my own question. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.